Hey, Reese, Phipps, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, what was <laughs> what was the thing? Came in the mic all aggressive. <laughs> Somebody half asleep, they gonna be woke. Hey, day. look, perfect. <laughs> Wake your asses up. It's another episode of the Mavs Outsiders. I almost said the the word I'm not supposed to say. I almost pulled the U. <laughs> I almost pulled the U. Way too early in the show for that. Way too early. I know you ain't talking. You pulled one hey, I, early, early the, last the, week. The timing was almost perfect. The music had almost completely faded out. It worked. Oh man. Uh no, the timing was not perfect. Look, man, somebody got we we gotta bring some kind of energy to this for this week because it's kind of we gotta bring that, more energy to the team, bro. Yeah, I mean that's that's a low bar to hit, to be quite yeah. honest. But uh, yeah, this was not a this was not a good week. Uh, even though we went one and two, yeah, a win came out of it, but the way they followed it up, it's kind of hard to enjoy that win, which we'll get to. But before we do, uh, I would say if you're watching on video, but if you're watching on video, this will be a clip, so that doesn't really matter. But if you follow the matters outside of Twitter, like you should you'll know that we released the link uh, on Sunday uh, for the, I'm not saying Snow White and Pitch Black, for the white <laughs> for the white and black uh, Mavs Outsiders hoodies that you can now get, you know, just in time for the holiday season, for Christmas, whether you want to get it for yourself, a loved one. We got sizes for kids. We got sizes for kids, right? It's, a, it's small through 3X. Hey, look, if the kid could get in the small, we got sizes for kids. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, definitely support your boys. I know a lot of y'all were wanting the uh, the hoodie uh, when Bibbs posted, you know, we posted the clips. Everybody was asking, oh, when you going to drop the link? And Bibbs said, hey, I think we should drop the link. And I said, no, nah, make them wait. And then Bibbs decided to tell everyone that I said, make them wait. So uh, you got something you want to say? No, <laughs> as you as you were, you, you still didn't introduce us properly. But you know, I did. I didn't. I mean, they know they know who we are. But we'll get to that. Uh, that okay. that's that's very unhumble. Um, that's very un. That was a very unhumble statement. Uh, I am one half of your hosts as usual, Maurice Williams, aka Reese, aka Mind of Reese, on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Joint as always by my brother in arms, Mr. Bibbs Corner, aka Optimus Bibbs on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Uh, did, should should we start saying your personal account? No. Did you um? Let's see here. Did you see the movie Malignant? No, I did not. But I think I heard about it from you. For anybody that saw the movie Malignant, I am not Optimus Bibbs. Optimus. Oh Bibbs. my God is my evil twin and it's on some malignant type stuff so is that why you're tweeting him if you see him is that why you're tweeting yourself i'm not tweeting myself i'm tweeting optimus you're tweeting yourself first of all first of all i don't like that dude (laughs) that makes two of us so no it's 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 not me it's it's another it's a, a another entity um 
I, I can't control him. He can't control me, but he does take over sometimes. I have to fight him off. So is this like a doctor, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing? It's more like a, you would have to see, you got to see Malignant. <laughs> For is anybody this... that has seen Malignant, this is the most hilarious thing ever. But if you haven't, you're really not, you're really missing out. You're really well, missing I haven't out. seen Malignant, so I got to come up with other examples. <clears throat> is this like um, a I can't do Harry Eyes? Uh, Norman Osborn in Spider-Man 1 situation? It's more like a Venom in uh, the host situation. Oh, God. It's, it's closer to that, um, but I don't want to ruin the movie, so I'm going to leave that out there. You don't somebody... want to ruin Venom? Malignant. I don't care about oh. Venom. <laughs> I was so, about to say, please as, ruin Venom. Fuck as Venom. a matter of fact, today uh, I was listening to your episode and y'all brought it up, and I was like, let me go watch this end credit scene, because for whatever reason, I didn't do it because uh, I don't know. I, I acted like I was going to see Venom and I wanted to see it live, but I was like, I'm not going to watch that movie, so let me just go watch this end credit scene. So I did it's literally the only reason <laughs> worth watching. And it was exactly what I expected, so cool. Yeah. I mean, we're not even going to do it. We're not going to talk about it. It doesn't need to be talked about, so don't worry yeah. about spoilers. Um, but the Mavs did get their week spoiled this week to start it off. Uh, should we get right into the games, or do you have anything you want to add as far as the hoodie drop and, you know? Hey, go. I changed the link in our bio on the Mavs Outsiders Twitter account to the Etsy shop. So you can go to the link in our bio, cop the hoodie. You will also see we put some stickers up, so if you want to get the stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we actually don't make a profit off the stickers. That's just if you want to have something to represent. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. I mean, it would be nice if we made a profit over. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, we can we can get to these games. So let's get that over with. Yeah, let's. This is probably gonna. We say this all the time, but I mean it this time. Nah, this I'm is probably really gonna. You watching the clock? Watching the clock. All right, watch the clock then. We doing a quick episode because we don't want to talk about these games as much as y'all don't want to hear about them. So. To start the week off uh, in Dallas, we went up against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Lost the game 114 to 96, another blowout. Uh, this game kind of had the timeline in shambles. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, a lot of people felt that Luka didn't look very good this game. Uh, he seemed disinterested. This was one of the games where they needed him to be interested most because this is one of those games where the rest of the team, the role players, this team that Mark Cuban loved so much, did not really show up except for him. So we needed, in the words of Bibbs, asshole Luca to show up. Um, but to be quite honest, um, asshole Luca could have shown up. Super Saiyan Luca could have shown up. Uh, God mode Luca could have shown up. It was not going to save this game. Maybe it would have made the deficit smaller, but um, the Cavaliers dominated us in every facet of the game on Monday. Uh, To say I was, I would not say I was expecting uh, us to win the game, but uh, a blowout. (sighs) And um, it didn't make it satisfying. The games were hard to watch this week, except for the one in the middle. And that actually was easy to watch, what made me not want to watch the end. But uh, as far as this Cleveland Cavaliers game, you have 
Do you have any thoughts? Of course, you have thoughts. What are they? So first thing I want to know is that they decided to give Moses Brown the start randomly, and they made it seem really like they they made it seem like it was a trophy. Yeah, it was all oh, here. Everybody's going to be happy about this. You asked for it. Here it goes. <laughs> all the uh, mad media types, all the Moses haters, all the dump. I was about to say something mean. <laughs> the, I think they're smart because they think Moses Brown is bad at basketball. We're ready with the drafts of, oh, see, he's not good against a team that plays three seven-footers. Um, Luca being bad actually didn't surprise me because I think he struggles against teams that can actually defend the paint. Um, <clears throat> and our defense was completely exposed. One on the perimeter, we can't keep a guard in front of us, so pick and roll to death um and Dwight Powell does I mean Moses had some trouble because Jared Allen is actually good at basketball I watched him do similar <laughs> things to yeah. Rudy Gobert today so I'm not trying to hear no shit about Moses getting cooked by Jared Allen being a, a thing that should say that he should never play again um and then he did he was even more dominant what's happening uh, the NBA app started playing for some reason. <laughs> I thought you were playing a clip from the game because I heard something no. about <laughs> no, 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 no. But um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah. Then after when Moses wasn't in, he was getting even more open looks. So I don't. I'm not trying to hear nothing about Moses. Uh, secondarily, KP actually was aggressive in this game. I loved it. He was very aggressive going inside. He was attacking Mobley uh, off the bounce. Um, he was also active defensively. I think he had multiple blocks in this game. And we were competitive in the first half. The third quarter was well think where things fell apart. Allen and Markin and both got season highs. There's a lot of guys around the league that have a bone to pick with the Mavs. Markin is one of them. I think he had 24 and eight. They they legit cooked us in the second half. Like it was all-star game type stuff. Like uh Garland was getting wherever he wanted. They were catching lobs, all that. You know, it. the Moses Brown thing really annoyed me because not only were, you know, uh, journalists and, you know, um, Mavs media people saying, it's like, all right, here, damn. Like, there yeah. you go, that kind of <laughs> thing. And then the people, who the, the same the people, laps. the victory lap people, the, the Josh Green people, you know, like, oh, see, we told you this dude wasn't good. Yeah, you just threw him into the lineup, like you said, against three seven-footers. Uh, this team is not very well known for their depth at center, uh, talking about the Mavs. I mean, what did you expect him to do out there? Right. No one's saying that Moses Brown is a stud, that he's the legitimate only option to start at center. We're saying this team it's so bad at the center position. There's no reason this dude shouldn't get some minutes. That's all we're saying. We're not exactly. saying he's, we're not saying, oh, this dude's a starting caliber center. Why is anybody else starting? We're saying the centers on this team are so bad. You can at least try to start him. The best way for him to develop is to get minutes. Even if it's five, a five minute stretch, let him know ahead of the game. Hey, you're going in for five minutes at the beginning of the second quarter. Easy. If you play well, maybe you get another five. If not, that's all you'll that's all we'll see. But 
just give them some minutes, man. Like we, we, Willie Colleystein and Dwight Powell are not doing enough to justify him marinating on the bench completely. Um, Re- Reggie Bullock is not hitting enough jumpers to justify Josh Green marinating on the bench. Sterling Brown is not hitting enough jumpers to justify Josh Green marinating on the bench. That's Shannon it. Shannon Lebron. Shannon Lebron. These he boys has, are... He has not earned his name yet. Oh, Josh Green can't hit a three. Neither can Reggie Bullock. Facts. We 22 games in. This boy is shooting in the 20s on his three-point percentage. What are y'all talking about? I don't give a damn about his history. I'm talking about what he's done in a Mavs uniform. Not a damn thing. So stop it. Please. I'm tired, man. I'm, I'm tired. All I need. I'm not asking for 20 minutes of Josh Green. I'm asking for five minutes. Reggie Bullock can get 30 minutes of cardio, but I can't get five minutes of Josh Green. Maybe making a mistake. Get, 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 get. Let's move forward. Take your time, brother. <laughs> uh, what, what else? Did I have anything else about this game, man? Oh, KP twisted his ankle. No. <laughs> no, KP, we saw he did play the next game. Should we move forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, unless you have any, I mean, what more can we really say? I don't have much this? else to say about that one. Yeah, okay. So let's move on to the, the one bright spot uh, of this week. Um, the first New Orleans Pelicans game, uh, we went, wait, hold on. Did we go into New Orleans? Let me check. Give me a second. This is awkward. I'll, I'll, I'll fill out the air. Uh, so before this game, the previous game, Jonas Valanciunas had put up like 37, had made seven threes and they were calling him Jonas Nowitzki. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> so I was not excited about that matchup, but it seems like most of these bigs get there. They they get so excited about playing the Mavs that they don't perform. That didn't happen with Jared Allen, but other the rest of them, they they the, for whatever reason yeah. they get too excited. And they don't. I was I was actually shocked at Jonas Valanciunas's performance, but I was also shocked at the performance of the Mavs. I did find it. We did go into New Orleans and defeat the Pelicans, one hundred and thirty nine to 107 uh blowout victory it felt good the timeline was happy we weren't happy that we beat a team that we should beat because obviously we should beat the pelicans it felt good to beat a team you should beat convincingly we didn't have to sweat we won the timeline having fun we saw minutes from uh Boban 10 minutes Omarui five minutes. Josh Green, five minutes. Wish it didn't come in the blowout. Wish he could get some, you know, not crunch time, but uh, meaningful minutes in games that really matter. But nonetheless, we got some minutes. Uh, Moses Brown only played three minutes. Um, uh, three minutes that Twitter seemed to, to have a fun time with. But, you know, uh, we talked about that. Victory lap people don't really care about them. McLaughlin had three minutes. Uh, this was, this, this felt good. This was like, oh man, we coming off of, of a blowout loss to the Cavaliers. We come into New Orleans, the history with this team this year, we play against these bad teams, teams we should be easily. And when we struggle, it comes down to the wire. We really have no time to breathe. It's closed for most of the game. And then sometimes we'll pull away in the fourth quarter, or like I said, it'll come down to crunch time. 
this game was not one of those moments. Obviously, that satisfaction didn't last long, but while we're here, let's enjoy this game. KP with 20 points and 10 rebounds, two blocks. Luka Doncic with 28 points, four rebounds, 14 assists, both shooting well from the floor, aside from KP's three-point percentage, but his overall field goal percentage was good at 60%, shooting 9 of 15 from the floor. The rest of the starting lineup, not really much to talk about, but uh, it's kind of... There is one thing. There are two things, actually, I want to mention about the starting lineup. Okay. Actually, you know what? Get to that now, then. Reggie Bullock got the start for the first Mm -hmm. time, and Dwight Powell replaced Moses in the starting lineup because they just wanted to throw him to the wolves and then act like that was proof that he's not any good. Absolutely. And he only played 11 minutes. Yeah. Luca, um, you're talking about Dwight, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Luca had 18 points and six assists in the first quarter. I think you said he finished with 28 yeah. 14 or something. 28 like that. 14. So he did most of his damage in the first quarter. He came out on a mission. He let them things hang. And <laughs> that was that. Was that. Um, the defense, that was the first thing I noticed with Bullock in the starting line and lineup. The defense was very different and noticeably different on the perimeter early in the game. There was not as much penetration. The Pelicans were having trouble getting the ball inside. And then once they did, Jonas wasn't doing anything with it. So um, besides, I think Ingram had a big game. I think him and Luca had similar numbers. Yeah, Ingram's uh, stat line was 29 points. Uh, That's really the only similarity. Uh, He came away with two rebounds, three assists, but... Uh, he did shoot extremely well from the floor. Yeah, he had a, a solid game, but we still blew them out. So that was I was happy with that one. Uh, very happy indeed. Uh, Dwight Powell, who played 11 minutes, came away with two rebounds. Moses Brown, who played three, came away with one. But you know what? Uh, the, just throwing that out there for the victory lap people. Uh, don't really understand what was the reason for taking Moses out of the starting lineup, like you said. Just want to feed him to the Wolves, but I guess it didn't matter much because we got the blowout victory, and they have Posen Center, who has arguably been their best player this season, um, wasn't really productive either. So, uh, Reggie Bullock did get the start, didn't matter, he only finished with six points, um, he did hit two threes, uh, (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny, but, you know, (laughs) uh, Shannon Lil' Brother, had a decent game in this blowout victory. A lot of people came, everybody came away and got a piece of the food off the table. Uh, it feels like uh, Shannon Little Brother with eight points and five rebounds, but our two key players off the bench, Jalen Brunson was 17 and Tim Hardaway was 16. Both showed up this game and uh, it would be a key or a vision of things to come because we would definitely need them uh, later this week. But let's move on to the next game against the New Orleans Pelicans. After that blowout victory against the New Orleans Pelicans in New Orleans, where we won convincingly, the Dallas Mavericks then returned home to Dallas, where New Orleans Pelicans came into town and defeated us 107-91. to Now, uh, just want to make this clear. Christos Porzingis set this game out. Um with the injury that he sustained in the Cavaliers game. He was able to play through in the first Pelicans game, but this game, uh, like I said, he set out. So he did not what? sit out this game. This he is did the... sit out this. Hold up. He did sit out this game. 
Oh, oh, you're talking about the Pelican. Okay. Yeah, the second Pelican's game. We didn't mention that he didn't sit out the first one. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, cool, cool, cool. He did sit out the second one. Yeah, he Um, did sit out this game. Speculation was that we were arresting him because it was a back to back, even though there was a recent uh, report that he was done being uh, load managed or whatever. So I wasn't sure how I felt about that at the time. We would later learn that that was not the case. Continue. I was even shocked that he played in the first Pelicans game. So right. um, this didn't really shock me. I was just like, okay, I mean, it's it's the probably only, more serious than they thought. The only thing that shocked me is that we saw him twist his ankle. And then they said he was out in this game for his knee. Uh, he yeah. did bang knees with Jonas in that prior game. Maybe that's what it was then. Uh, At one point. But oh, yeah. uh, with KP out starting lineup for this game was Luca. Uh, excuse me, Luca, Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell again. Um with 19 minutes this time as opposed to 11. Uh not really going to say how I feel about that because it's beating a dead uh dead horse. Is that the Sure. That the, yeah, whatever. Um in this loss like I said, 107-91, to uh, Luka came away with 21 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists, shot completely awful from the floor. Uh, this was not a good game at all. Uh, well, not at all. No, this wasn't a good game. 7 of 20, 35%, and 0 of 6 from 3. Uh, I always say Luka sets the tone for this team, especially how he comes out. You see it. Uh, and the reaction from guys, specifically guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. When Luca comes out and is on fire and cares and wants to win, you see it. I'm losing the word, but you see it resonate with the uh, the other teammates. You see guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. getting fired up. You see guys like uh, Maxi Kleber getting fired up. You see guys like Dodo getting fired up. You don't see it from Jalen much because Jalen doesn't show a lot of emotion, but you know on the inside he's fired up. I didn't see that this game. Uh, I think we mentioned in the beginning of the season how we saw Luca taking steps uh, as being a better leader, being more vocal in the huddle. But uh, in games like this, where you know he has these games where we need him to motivate the team, we need him to not necessarily put the team on his back. I don't want to always put that pressure on him, even though that's the way it is because his team is trash. But to motivate the rest of the team to be that leader, especially what you say. I was gonna say I kind of wanted I, I wanted to touch on that in my parting thoughts. Uh, if you want to save that before you get too deep into it, you're talking about the uh, what Luca, Luca's leadership. Okay, let's save that then. Let's save okay. that. All right. Uh, parting. You want to do that in the middle, like before we get to the. We can oh, do sorry. that like after we recap the yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there, I got a couple quotes as well about from Jason Kidd. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Was that? I don't think that was from this game. I thought it was from the Grizzlies game. It was from this game. The it Jason was from Kick, this game. You're right. Jason Kidd quote, not not the other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, I'm trying to think. Did I quote, did I quote the video? <laughs> Maxi Kleber finished with 13 points, nine rebounds, one assist, and one steal. He did contribute to the team, stepping <clears> into the starting role, shooting four of eight from the field. All being three-pointers, Reggie Bullock, another stinker, four points. 
Uh, I remember at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying Reggie has to start. Reggie should be the starter. And um, at this point in the season, the only thing Reggie should be starting is packing his bags because we need to trade him. I'm going to be quite honest. Uh, it's not working out. A whole lot of cardio. A whole lot of cardio. This dude is giving us Tony Snell minutes. Josh Green could do what he's doing. I don't care what you said. 100%. Moving forward. 100%. It's no question. Dwight Powell played 19 minutes and had one rebound. I I don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dwight Powell played 19 minutes and had one rebound. Moses Brown played two minutes and had one rebound. I had to tweet, and a few people got mad about it. Uh, I wasn't even serious about the Moses Brown. I think I said Josh Green played. He scored like in the first 20 seconds he was on the court. So he had half the production of Reggie Bullock did in his 30 minutes or something like that um, in, in two minutes. Uh, I put that out. I was mostly clowning how trash Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, and my pal played. But just the hilariousness of the two matching or almost matching their production in like one fifteenth of the time was pretty funny to me. So with Dwight Powell being the starting center, I kind of just want to go down the list of people who had more rebounds than Dwight Powell this game. Uh, Luka Doncic with 10, Dorian Finney-Smith with 3, Maxi Kleber with 9, Reggie Bullock with 2, Jalen Brunson with 3, Tim Hardaway Jr. with 4, Shannon Little Brother with 4, uh, Boban with 3, and that's all. The people that matched him, Trey Burke, who is like 5'10", with 1, uh, Eugene Amarui with one, and Moses Brown with one. There's no reason to start and center on any NBA team playing 19 minutes should have one rebound in a game. And it's not because he was doing those fundamental blockouts where you just clear out the space and let your teammates get it. It's because he's flopping around everywhere, flailing his arms to make it look like he's doing something when he's not he's doing not. a damn thing. Should I list the players on the Pelicans who had more rebounds? Nah, man, we spending too much time on this. <laughs> so uh, I think we should move on to the next game. Unless you have anything notes. to add. Two yeah. notes. Um, one, this game fell apart in the early third. Sound familiar? Uh, we did make a run in the fourth. However, Luka Doncic hurt. And it was subtle, but I did see it immediately. He hurt his mm-hmm. other knee not the one that was on the leg the ankle knee leg where he has the sleeve on his knee now he hurt the other knee so that was a little concerning Uh, he was already moving like a 60 year old at the park um so him hurting his other knee is not exciting at all uh it was also subtly mentioned in last night's game against the grizzly that he got an mri done and i haven't seen anything about any results uh so i'm gonna skip these jason kidd quotes I'll save them for later, um, so we can move to the Grizzlies game. Let's let's get this over with. Let's make this quick because we're already behind the time I wanted to be on. All right, so ninety-seven to ninety is the score that um, finished last night. The Grizzlies defeating the Mavericks ninety-seven to ninety in Dallas. Luca and KP both inactive for this game. Uh, we kind of thought it was gonna be a Grizzlies OKC thing. I tweeted out Grizzlies by fifty. Luckily, it was only by seven points. Um, the starters for this game, with Luka and KP out, were Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Reggie Bullock, and 
Dwight Powell. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. did not start. He was still the sixth man off the bench, uh, which didn't really matter. He played starter minutes. But uh, uh, one of the, like I said, I believe it was the first Pelicans game where I said they gave us a lot off of the bench. Uh, it was something we were going to need in a few games. We needed it from Tim Hardaway Jr. this game. Didn't get it right out of the gate, but he did finish strong and uh, finish strong for himself, not the team. But to be quite honest, this gap could have been a lot bigger than the final score says. But let's be honest, this game was not as close as the final score says either. Uh, if you're a box score fan, then you're impressed by what you see that that score there. Right. If you watched that fucking game like I did. Awful. Trash. I'm ready to slap Jalen Brunson. I'm ready to slap everybody that was on that court. Jason Kidd. That was a terrible display of basketball. Um, I put out a poll asking who all was going to watch the game. I think 49% of people said, took the uh, no. I think I said TF, you think I look like, or TF I look like. That's the one I voted for. Uh, 49% said that. So half of y'all allegedly did not watch the game. I can't I can't say nothing because I, I mean I'm a glutton for punishment, so I watched that bullshit. Um <clears throat> no Luca, no KP, no Willie. It was a terrible game to watch. I put out a tweet clowning Brunson and and uh Tim Hardaway Jr. for the performances. Then Tim Hardaway Jr. decided to start hitting shots that I mean it was ridiculous shots that he you know how it goes with Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. Wide open shots, he's bricking. The crazy shots where it's, he's throwing it one hand over the back of his head are the ones going in. That's what he's probably doing the before. greatest horse player to ever live. He got to be. He got it. And, and to match what Tim Hardaway Jr. was doing and hold us off, Desmond Bing decided to put on a show for his people from uh, his college that came out to watch him, uh, putting us away looking like a closer, looking like Prime DeRozan, doing whatever <laughs> he wanted against us in that fourth quarter to make sure they sealed the victory. Um, and then he had some thoughts after the game that he wanted to share. I got a clip here if you want me to play it. Yes, please play the clip. Uh, I'm going to play the clip, and then I might – I might. Uh, Des, if you don't mind, just kind of a little bit more about that. You, that. you know, you haven't really talked about, like, being motivated to, yeah. you know, stick it to teams that maybe pass you up. But just kind of like how much has that driven you a little bit? Because we know you've just been driven by just getting better being around this group, but – how much has that kind of driven you as you've gotten better? I mean, like I said, I don't need a bunch of extra motivation, but, um, you know, every time we play against a team or an organization that I felt like would be a good fit and, you know, was on me during the pre-draft process, it definitely motivates me a little bit. Um, you know, like you said, I mean, I know almost all the guys who were drafted in front of me. Um, you know, so if there's a guy on that team, I mean, Josh Green was drafted in front of me. I don't know if he played tonight, um, but, uh, you know, that's on them. That's not on me. Boom, 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 Shots fired. I'm going to tell a story. I might even look for the DM. Give me a second. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find this DM. Well, while he's looking for the DM, I just want to say, when I saw that clip in the morning, actually, I didn't see the clip first. I saw the quote. I thought the quote was fake. I thought someone had made that up. I said, it's no way he went on to a podium and said that and made us look like fools and idiots. Well, he already made us look like fools and idiots in the game. 
And I'm also one of the people who said, hey, man, y'all got to get over this. The draft happened. It is what it is. They fucked up. They screwed up the pick. We know these guys are good. We lost Sadiq Bay. We lost Desmond Bain. It is what it is. But for him to go out there and say that, yeah, we can't let it go. The front office is a bunch of idiots. The fact that he actually wanted it to be here, which we already, you know, kind of knew. He was interested in being here. He wanted to be here. And it's not often that you find guys that want to be on the Mavericks nowadays. <sighs> Did you find it? So apparently, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I should share this low key. I am. So, you know, I used to have the podcast with Mavs Draft, uh, Richie. Yes. Um, obviously, he's a, a, he was a big bang guy. He was also a Josh Green guy, and this is the reason that I'm, I I I don't like the 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 bashing of the pick because mm-hmm. before the draft, my boy Mavs Draft Richie guy I really respect as far as draft coverage, uh, scouting, et cetera, so forth. He had Josh Green as the guy he wanted us to draft at that spot. He did want us to get Desmond Bain too, but he had Josh Green as the guy he wanted us to target at 18 before the draft. I'm just putting that out there. I and I, I I'm not mad at it. I respect it. I didn't do. I was out of the game as far as scouting goes. So I I, I deferred to my my experts, if you will. Um, so I was cool with it because he he explained to me defense, playmaking, etc. Um, but again, he was a Bane guy. He I want to say he interviewed Bane, and Bane let it be known like. I'm very interested in playing for the Dallas Mavericks. I think I would be a good fit with the Dallas Mavericks. Again, this is like summer, like way before, way ahead. Like this is maybe even earlier than the summer. I don't think my DMs go back that far. But he like sent me something saying like, hey man, Desmond Bain said he's interested in playing for the team or something like that. Um, It would have made sense. And I personally believe we probably would have drafted Bain at 31 if Memphis didn't jump in front of us and take them at 30, which is probably why they jumped in front of us and took them at 30. That's my belief. I don't feel the need to go back and forth about passing on Desmond Bain. There were 12 other picks after Josh Green or 11 other picks after Josh Green that weren't Desmond Bain. So it's not like he was the next guy on the board. Um, Sadiq Bay, maybe you can make that argument a little bit more, yes. but Desmond Bain, that's that's not fair, in my opinion. Um, that's not a failure by the Dallas Mavericks, that's a failure by the way all league draft evaluators look at older prospects. It's the goofiest shit ever. Facts, these dudes are still young just because he stayed in college doesn't mean, oh, let me go draft this 18 year old that was a top 10 in his class guy, even though he looked kind of mediocre in his one year in college over this guy who played four years, improved every year and looked like a stud in that fourth or third or fourth year. That doesn't make any sense to me. You got a proven record that this guy can improve. Why would he not continue to improve when he got to the league, even though he's 22 or 23 goofy. Um, but we see it every year. A guy, Jalen Brunson is another example of yep. a guy who went to the second round because he stayed in school. Goofy. So, 
again, I, I, I am annoyed personally. I'm just putting this out there because this is my platform and I have the right to do that. I don't care about the Bane Green comparison. That's goofy to me. I did see somebody post Bane versus Tim Hardaway Jr. That's a discussion I would like to have. That's a very good comparison. Because Bane's outplaying Tim Hardaway Jr. By a lot as far as like, you know, percentage and production and efficiency goes. Yes, he's absolutely outplaying Tim Hardaway Jr. Which Tim Hardaway Jr. is getting paid, what, 16 to $18 million? Yeah, so that's an indictment of the Mavs as an organization. Because that's our third highest paid player, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And Bain is on a rookie contract. And the Grizzlies are in our division. And we just got beat by them without job or rant. Oh, but we didn't have Luke and KP. Okay. They, we got to play against them for years to come, and their entire core is young guys they drafted. Not high quality, not guys that were, all. Oh, this is the guy you can't miss. They didn't have Kyle Anderson either, let me add that. Uh, or Brandon Clark was another guy who can give you a good 15 minutes off the bench. There's so many players on the Grizzlies I take over half this Mavs roster right now. They, they actually operate like a team that knows they're a small market team. I would die for that. We act like we're just the Los Angeles Lakers South. And that <laughs> is not the case. You got to make smarter moves. I'm giving Nico the time. I'm not going to clown. I'm not going to go after Nico. Nico wasn't here for this. But come trade deadline, if I don't see some shaking and moving, I might have some words for Nico too. Absolutely. But these past well, 10 it, years. And again, what, what can we really move? Hey, I got to see some magic, baby. They told me he was special. I need some magic. All right. I didn't, they don't have to be a blockbuster. I just right. need, I just, I just need to see a vision starting to percolate. That's all I want. Percolate. Leak that, leak that trade that, that you had on the table or something. Leak that, leak that info that you was working on something. Like, hey, we almost got this deal done, but we ain't get it we, done. We had it, and, and yeah, like let me know, like, hey, we had this, we had them on the line. You know, another team swooped in at the last minute. Whatever the deal might be. I understand we ain't got the assets. They're going to make other calls when we call and say, hey, we go going to offer you Dwight Powell and such and such. And most teams can beat our offer. So it is what it is as far as that goes. But I had to play the Desmond Bain clip because, damn, that's that's rough. I hope Josh Green puts that on his bulletin board so he can stunt on these dudes in a couple of years. But it's all good in the meantime. Uh, well, I can't believe we spent 30 minutes on these fucking recaps. Yeah, I'm about to say, I really don't have much left to say about this game. Do you? Not at all. All right. So, I don't have anything else. I, I, I don't. Uh, I know you want to talk about the Luca leadership. You can get it. Yeah, take a, we can take a break. Yeah, we're going to take a break. And then, uh, you know, we'll get into that. Then we'll close out the show with our usual that we can get up out of here because I know y'all don't want to listen to this shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So, I know you, uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad I'll sponsor Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment, uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone 
And that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free, you can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. Welcome back after that quick ad read by uh, yours truly, by yours truly, I mean Bibbs. Um <laughs> Speaking of bibs, you had something you want. This has really become like this mid segment has really become like bibs's thoughts segment. Like, <laughs> I've noticed that. Like we we had we'll find something. You'll be like, eh, I got this. I want to say. So we'll start calling this segment bibs's thoughts until I have my own thoughts. Then we'll say outsiders' thoughts. You know, but. Uh, <laughs> Another another segment of Bibbs's thoughts. He wanted to speak on Lucas' leadership, so the floor is yours, brother. I don't know how long you're gonna go with this, but I'm gonna try not to. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to, to to get on my pulpit. I'm gonna try not to preach at y'all. Um, so first of all, I want to go back to that that Pelicans blowout, and I'm gonna read some quotes from Jason Kidd. So the first one. <clears throat> I would lean toward playing five on five a bit more. You're not going to get. Why, why, why you? Why you? Why you? Why you? Why you? Why you so dry, man. It's so dry. Like, oh my god. He talked like he don't got no kind of emotions behind his thoughts. Like he just be an empty vessel. Like, you know what? I, I, All right, I ain't gonna do it. I, I, I ain't gonna cut. Go ahead, voice. do your thing. I'll read my own voice. I would lean toward playing five on five a bit more. You're not going to get any calls. Officials, they tend to not stop the game to change calls. You have to understand there's a point in time in games, dead balls, to be able to talk to officials. While the game is going on, transition defense is one of the things we've talked about that we have to get better. If we're lobbying for calls during live play, it puts us in harm's way. Just some things have to have got to be a little bit more important. I think we're going to get better at understanding as a team when to talk to officials not just Luca. A second quote. Mavs Jason Kidd. This was from Kevin at Kevin Gray Sports. Shout out to Kevin Gray. I definitely enjoy his coverage. Uh, Mavs Jason Kidd. To me, on why the message isn't resonating to the team about hanging their heads when shots aren't falling, he said this team isn't built to play defense, which again sounds like another reference to that transition defense being bad. Mm -hmm. When shots aren't falling, you're hanging your head instead of getting back on D basically. So we got complaining about calls, hanging your head on D uh, off the mists. Um, 
So this goes back to what you said about uh, Luca and the leadership and how his energy carries over to the rest of the team, right? The question that was sparked by me is, is Luca a front runner? Hmm. That's a very good question. So I had to let that marinate for a second. Things are going poorly. Luca's body language is terrible. Always complaining, not getting back, head hanging, the fake injuries. This is something that I always complain about with Steph Curry. Is that he feels like a front runner a lot of the time. Something I've complained about with LeBron sometimes in his career. That too. When things are not going well, he falls apart. Physically, mentally. And again, that rubs off on the rest of the team. So that's one thing. Um, just, Just to consider... I'm not saying that's the case necessarily, but it's making me watch that a little bit closer moving forward. Things are going poorly. His body language is terrible. He looks like he's more hurt than ever all the time. He he gets fake hurt a lot. Uh, and again, it rubs off on the rest of the team. I believe last year when it was happening a lot, it felt like KP was the target of his feelings. And you could see in KP that KP was looking to him to like, hey, look, I'm trying. I'm trying to I'm trying to do right by you, Luca. I'm sorry that I'm I'm not making shots or whatever the case may be. Like I, I noticed KP watching Luca and look like looking like a little brother whose big brother is pissed at him. Luca does not have to be a rah rah leader, but he has to keep the teams. He has to keep his own focus on getting the dub to be able to keep his team's focus on getting the dub. Because once they see him get into that mode, it's hard for them to believe. In my opinion, I feel like once they see he's in that that pouty, complainy, not giving a damn about anybody but himself type of mm-hmm. mode, they shut down as well. I agree. And that's not a lot to ask. I don't care how old you are. If my if my kid is in middle school on the basketball team and he's the point guard and he's doing that, I'm pulling him aside. So I damn sure think you can ask a 23-year-old $200 million man to watch what he watches body language to give a damn. Yeah. Not only when we're winning, but when we're losing as well. Right. Asshole Luca, when everything is good, you got the cocky smiles, you're throwing up the shots and running up the court. All jovially. Jovial. 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 I had to make it. I don't know what them things are called. Anyway. It's still jovial, brother. I'm pretty sure it's jovially would be if you were running up the court that way. You still Uh, have to right? It's action. I got the cough drive though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but you can't go from that to stand back behind the play, head down, not getting back on D, not paying attention to where your man is, 
not communicating. You can't turn to that because the team is going to see those differences and they're going to respond to it. Again, I'm not asking you to be in the huddle. Hey, guys, we got to go. Let's go. I'm asking you to get back on defense, keep your energy up, stay communicating, work through the issues, do your job through the issues. That's it. Um, do you have any thoughts that you want to add on top of that? Um, not necessarily. I agree with everything you said. You kind of, you know, um, said the things that I was uh, alluding to earlier, just more extensively. Um, I do. I never really thought about the whole front runner thing, but when you put it that way, it's true. You see him smiling and doing his little talking shit moments. You too fucking small, blah, 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 blah. When we're winning, but when we're losing and it's looking bad and it looks like there's no hope, he doesn't really care. He seems uninterested as if it's kind of like a dude losing in 2K and just shooting the ball from half court because they don't care no more. Like, that's <laughs> that's that's what that's what it seems like. And it's like, you can't analogy. do that. You can't do that when you have a team that follows your lead, that goes as you go, that feeds off of your energy. Yeah, you're going to lose the game, but don't just seem uninterested because that gives off the feeling that you're giving up. And that's not what a leader should be doing. So uh, uh, I do agree with everything that you said. Uh, I think the front runner thing is a very good argument that could be made, whether people want to hear it or not. But um, yeah, uh, that's really all I got to add to it. And I will also add that I appreciate Jason Kidd addressing that. I wish he was more direct, but I respect the way he did it. It's early. He can't really go all in on Luca and the media like that. I love it because that means we're one step closer to Christmas Kid. I mean, we're t- three weeks away. <laughs> they better tighten up or they ain't going to see They better no, tighten be up no or presents. y'all ain't going to be opening no presents. Ain't going to be no presents under the tree. Hey, y'all going to be running in place in a pool on Christmas morning. And I just rem- realized that we are actually going to be on the road um, on Christmas. We're going to be at the Jazz on Christmas Day. And then we're at the Blazers two days later at the Kings another two days later and like at the Kings and again, like we're going to be on the road for a week straight, at least. Um, actually we're going to be on the thunder, man. We're going to be on, the, yeah, we're going to be on the road for over a week. I'm not too excited about that Christmas game now, man. I don't want to see us get slaughtered on national television, but anything <sighs> is possible. Speaking of speaking of national television, hopefully one day we can be on national television, but until then, uh, here's a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Oh, that was awful. Oh, I, fo- I forced that one, boy. It's all good. No, it worked. It worked. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once the single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, welcome back. We're not laughing because of bloopers, so don't worry, y'all. Not getting bloopers at the end of the episode this time. <laughs> I don't um, have time for that. We just trying to laugh through the pain that is this week. So let's uh-huh. end this now. In the misery, put us out of our misery. The Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week, and this was difficult. I promise y'all. Goes to Tim Hardaway Jr. Why? Hit because. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> why because this was difficult uh no one else really did a goddamn thing i wasn't giving it to luca and he showed up in that uh the first pelicans game uh he did something that looked good on a box score in the grizzlies game i, I promise y'all this was a hard week to give the unsung hero to so since bibs seems to disagree with my unsung hero if y'all disagree uh tweet not at me. Tweet at the Mavs Outsiders account at Mavs Outsiders. It's Matt. It's at Mavs Outsiders Pod, right? I think it's just Outsiders. Let me now. I got to pull it up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's Mav, Mavs Outsiders. Okay, at Mavs Outsiders. Tweet at Mavs Outsiders and tell me who you would have chosen for your unsung hero this week. But. Uh, Enough of that. Wanted to get through that quick. Like I said, it was hard. It was difficult. Didn't really want to give it to him, but wasn't sure who else to give it to and didn't want to give it to Maxie two weeks in a row. So moving on to Bibbs for the upcoming weekly forecast. And I'm pretty sure it's cloudy. Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. You know, if I had a say on who should win the Mavs uh, unsung hero of the week, I would say it's Mavs fans for enduring this bullshit. Uh, This team is quite ass. And yet people still tune in. People are still showing up at the arena to support. (laughs) Uh, Couldn't be me. Moving forward, it has been a rough time for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, There has been a lot of rainy weather, a lot of L's raining down on our schedule. And we start our week by playing the Brooklyn Nets. That should, uh, should be a fun one sure kevin durant won't put 40 on our heads and neither will james harden uh we'll see how that goes uh the one bright spot is that they don't have a big man so potentially we could have a shootout and potentially we could steal some things now we have not shot well but it would be a great time for that to change uh moving forward it is a back-to-back folks and we're going to memphis <laughs> to see if we can get revenge on the grizzlies again luca getting the mri we don't know his status kp they haven't really told us anything about him one or both of them could be out again and we know how them boys feel about us i, <laughs> I almost broke down and cried uh let's move forward friday we're going to indiana <laughs> It's the perfect time to play our ex-head coach, Rick Carlisle. The Pacers are in turmoil as well. 
this was a game that many of us may have circled on our calendars, but uh, I don't think this is the team we want to be facing right now. It could be bad. I, um, oh God, I'm stressed. Uh, finally, you mentioned uh, that you thought it would be cloudy. Well, there's a chance of thunder, hundred percent chance of thunder on Sunday. We're going to Oklahoma city. We watched Memphis run through their G league squad Will they get some of their heavy hitters back for that one? Will they even need them? Because we look like a G League squad right now. Reese, if you can't tell, I'm really over this team, and I'm over this segment. Back to you. Um, I, I just want to know, I just want to let y'all know that the Mavs have officially broken meteorologist bibs, and this is this is a very sad day for the Mavs outsiders pod. I don't know how... Um, don't know how we can continue uh <clears throat> sorry this is tough Whew. all right uh we're gonna hope for a better week next weekend we'll see y'all next weekend hopefully the energy is better hopefully meteorologist bibs is in a better place his energy is higher he cares more because the maps make him care more but signing off for reese and bibs we'll see y'all next week Maybe. Damn. Yeah. Maybe. What the fuck? My, my bad. Peace. <laughs> what he said. Shit. Bye.